0: This is Your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hi there. Welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. I think we're at 644, and it's the sixth video in our our series on forgiveness. And I've dedicated 18 videos and audios, uh, episodes, I guess, to this because it's so important. It's so critical. And I say critical only if you want joy, only if you want love, only if you want to live that beautiful life, the ultimate life. This whole podcast series and the video series here on YouTube, and if you're not watching the videos, I'm, I'm inviting you to do that again, and I'm inviting you to take a look at the books. On Amazon, there is a book called Walking Without Fear. There is a book called The Book of Context. There's a forthcoming book that will be out in June about of 2022 uh, called Living with Purpose and Power. And then there's the central book of this series that will be out in April of 2022 uh, called Forgiveness, A Journey of Courage to a Place of Freedom and Power. And it is from that book that these episodes are taken and the principles are are from that and they come from my own experience and from working with a lot of people who are struggling to, struggling, not struggling, choosing to take control of their lives, to grab levers and to create, to create beauty and to create power. Your ultimate life is not something you have to fight over. It's, it's a beautiful birthright that you have. It's sometimes difficult because we have to make new choices. We're socialized with the idea that, um, we, we can demand justice. If somebody does something wrong to, to us, that's not fair, and we can fix that right now. Somebody ought to do, you know, we're socialized with that idea. We're also socialized with the idea that everything ought to be easy. Download, double-click, right? And the length of a TV sitcom problems ought to be solved. And if they're not, something's just wrong with the system, and somebody ought to pay kind of an idea. Well, it's not true. Nothing is—we we don't deserve anything— We're not entitled to a single thing. But the good news is you can have whatever you want if you want to go create it. So you're not entitled to anything. Neither am I. You're not entitled to peace, freedom, prosperity, joy, or anything else. But you can have it and nobody can stop you. So even though you're not entitled and neither am I to anything, nobody can stop us from having that. I want you to hear that, no one can get in your way of having purpose, prosperity in any way, money, relationships, happy, health, and joy. And you might say, Kellen, you're crazy. I broke my leg and I limp and it'll never go away. You know, you can have purpose, prosperity, and joy anyway. We don't control the weather and we don't control a lot of externalities. They have nothing to do with purpose, prosperity, and joy. And I can tell you right now, your purpose, prosperity, and joy are not linked to external events. They might be triggers for you to discover it like they were with me in 2018. I died and had a near-death experience. Oh, believe me, that experience, three conversations with the divine at the door between life and eternity, that was a wake-up opportunity, but I had to pursue it. So you have to create what you want. Okay, And we are in the process of discovering, talking about, digging into this beautiful word forgiveness, which I say is the most powerful word in the universe after the word love. Love is first and is the power that holds everything together. And forgiveness is next, partly because it is uh, it unburdens us. It creates creativity like we talked about yesterday. You know, it's liberating and it allows us to create growth and To enter our creative space where we exercise our divine gifts. Today I want to talk about that first piece of yesterday, liberation. So you don't, at least I don't, uh, don't know of any way to get that liberation without some kind of a trigger. Something happens that makes us aware that there is another way to think about things. That the way that we've been socialized or the way that we have thought, of, thought the world worked, you know, it works that way until we realize it doesn't. So I call that a liberation event. A liberation event is a, is a single event or a series of events, a set of circumstances that conspire for your good, that open your eyes to the possibility of a different way of being. And if you're already having the ultimate life and every minute is filled with purpose, prosperity, and joy, then I invite you to share these messages with someone who isn't enjoying that beautiful state. Because everyone can. You, me, all of us. And I know that because I have it, but I also know I didn't used to have it. And I needed badly a liberation event It doesn't fix everything. It's not what I mean. It's not a magic wand, but it opens our eyes to the possibility. So let's talk about what a context is. Now, people say all the time, well, they took those sentences out of context. So they'll do sound bites of a political figure and something, and then it'll sound like they said A, when really they didn't say A at all. They said F or G or something, right? And someone says, well, they took it out of context, and we all know what that means. That means there was stuff that happened before it and after it that changed the meaning, that shaped the soundbite that was given and oftentimes changes it completely. So you and I, we live in a context. A context is the way we define the world. I use the acronym B-DEEP, B-D-E-E-P, right? Beliefs, definitions, experiences, expectations, and perceptions. We have a set of those and they form our context. And it is the stuff all around every event in our lives, and it gives every event meaning. So if someone says something in a loud voice, your context, based on what you've learned and known before, might be that they're angry and shouting. In a different culture, in a different place, the person might have exactly the same tone of voice, and someone with a different context would say they're rejoicing and celebrating, they're happy, same voice. Right? The, the only thing that was different was the context. So here's why that's important. If I live in a context that says, if someone hurts me, they ought to be punished, and they ought to be punished right now, it's not fair, and somebody ought to fix that. If that is my context, then I live consumed by that anger that we talked about yesterday. If I live in a context where, you know what, people do things, stuff happens outside of control, and I'm choosing, no matter what, to make the best of it, because I can, because I want to, then that very same event isn't going to affect me that way. It's like the story I told about the dog who had a limp. The context of the dog was, I'm just going to do the best I can with what I have and be happy every day, no matter what. And you know dogs, so do I. That's what they do. So the context of the dog allowed it to have a joyful, fun life, even though it had a limp. And if you need that story, you'll have to back up a few episodes about the dog and the broken toe. So we live in our context, and I call it a context straitjacket. We live in that context straight jacket until we don't. And some event or series of events or insight or enlightenment or something has to happen so that suddenly we realize, holy crap, I've been thinking about this all wrong. There is another way to think about it. Now, I'm gonna give you a story that will help you understand that. When I was overcoming my decades of depression and Joy and I got together, and if you don't know the story of how Joy and I got together, that's a miracle. An unspeakable miracle by itself, and you need to read it in tight in, uh, tightrope of depression. My journey from darkness to despair and death to light, love, and life. Anyway, the first, Several years, three or four years after we got married, I was learning to be a person. I was learning to tell the truth. I was learning to have a friend. I was learning to be a friend. I was, you know, I I was just, I I had to unlearn all these decades of context, depression, that everything was my fault and I was bad and all that other stuff, right? Right. So one day she said something to me, and I don't even remember what it was, but I felt attacked. And I always felt attacked because I always felt like everybody was attacking me and it was all my fault and I sucked and all that stuff in the context of my depression. So I asked her, why are you saying that? Why are you attacking me? And she said, well, I didn't mean that at all. I meant this and this and this. And I said, and I was frustrated because I was convinced in my context that it was an attack. So I said, any sane person, any neutral third party that heard you say that would know that you attacked me, would know that that was an attack. What else could you possibly mean? Right? And I said it like that. What else could you possibly mean? Because I was so certain in my context that that she had spoken harshly, negatively, angrily to me. And she said, well, I didn't. And and the conversation ended for the moment and I went to sit and think because I was active actively doing work to uh, get better you know and I was seeing shrinks and things to get better I, I didn't like how I'd lived the previous 35 years so I sat down and I said to myself without drama instead of what else could that mean I said okay what else could that mean and I took the actual words that she said and took out my context, my drama, right? What else could that mean? Uh, Well, it could mean just these words, and so I went through them very carefully, and then this picture came in my mind. And here's what happened. There was a a place I used to have season passes to, the Sunshine Ski Resort, and uh, there were two lifts that looked over the same valley, one on the right side and one on the left side. And I remember going up... One lift and looking out my right of the of the lift and seeing the valley on one side. And I looked a certain way and it was beautiful and snow covered and trees and all the rest, like ski resorts have. And then later I went up that other ski lift overlooking the very same valley, but then the valley was on the left side of the chair. And the valley, while it was the same valley, looked quite different. Right? You could recognize some of the features, but the the viewpoint was different enough that it looked a little, you know, quite different. And that picture came in my mind as I said, what else could that mean? And then the phrase came to me, there is another mountaintop. And that was the most astounding, it was a liberation event. It was an astounding revelation. There is another mountaintop. Oh, no. Do you mean, I'm talking to myself, right? Do you mean to tell me that there actually is another legitimate good, non-construed, not weird way to look at this situation. Oh, wow, you mean by extension, any situation. Oh, my word. And the the realization that coursed through my body was electric and so powerful that my limbs went weak. And it's a good thing I was sitting down because I would have fallen down. In, In a visceral way, from my top of my head to the bottom of my feet, I realized there is another mountaintop. And like that, sometimes magic happens. It penetrated every area of my mind and a hundred examples of different situations came, not just with joy, but all kinds of stuff went through my mind. You mean there's another point of view. You mean it might mean something else. There is another mountaintop. And then what I realized is, Not just, well, I can allow for someone else to think something different than me, and, 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 no, 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 no. There is really another mountaintop, and it overlooks the very same valley, and it's just as good as this mountaintop, and that mountaintop, and that that one over there. There is another mountaintop, and it's real, and it's legit, and it's, it's not construed or anything. There is, and it was a total and absolute meltdown for me in a good way. A complete liberation event. All of the emotional framework, bulwark, you know, walls that I had built up around my own feelings and what people thought and what they ought to think and my own worth and everything all fell down at once. And it was... Uh, incredibly powerful and it came from that same that small example so that's an example of a liberation event now what's more important than the event itself is how it came it came because I was working it came because I was seeing people to help it came because I took at the time to sit down and think hmm what else could that mean I wonder and to go through that exercise and that's why that liberation event came so for you you need a liberation event if you're going to embark on the journey of forgiveness and truly draw drop your own self-loathing and forgive yourself or forgive others that have hurt you, you need a liberation event. And you need to go in search of one. It might be a YouTube video. It might be a book. It might be a priest. It might be a shrink. It might be meditation. It might be inside of you in some way, or you might need and benefit from some external help. A good coach can help with this, right? Especially if you have stories about your own self-worth and you're having trouble you know, with your business or with the relationship, a lot of the reasons people hire coaches is f- to get better at life, right? That's what a life coach is for, to win more at life. Okay, so... Oh, my nose itches. Sorry about that. Anyway, creating and finding a liberation event is one of the most powerful things you can do, and you can make it a game because sometimes we have these beliefs in our mind, and so the game is goes like this... Okay, what do I believe about this situation? And then you list all the negative beliefs, da, 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 da. And then a simple question well, what else could I believe? Not that I do, but what else could I believe? And then you can list the things well, I could believe this and I could believe that. And then playing that game, you can say, well, if I did believe that, what would I do? And the different courses of action are really obvious when you do that. Now, if you want a powerful story about how that works, you can read the book Meeting God at the Door and the book of Context, which were all part of that near-death experience. And there was a powerful example of that. So liberation events are a powerful and necessary starting point, especially if you've held anger and frustration toward yourself or someone else for a long time and you really wanna go on the journey of forgiveness. I promise you, you can have one. I also promise you, you got to go looking for it. It isn't going to come waltzing into your front door and say, here I am, you're now free. But if you're willing to go get it, you're willing to chase that liberation event, nothing can keep you from having it, and you can absolutely create your ultimate life.